It's time to go beyond the scores. Tell me a little bit about how your week went here at the Deutsche Bank Championship. And hear from the players themselves. You know, this is a game of confidence. Well, the first season was really tough. I can't believe the quality of the play that's going on over there. It's PGA one-on-one on Goldie Bounce Golf. Here's Liza Churchill. Tonight's guest calling in from TPC Scottsdale Champions Course is New England native, Torn Pro, P.H. Horgan III. Welcome, P.H. Uh, thank you, Liza. It's nice to, nice to be talking to you. You're qualified for the final stage of the Champions Tour Key School. Are you excited I, about that? I am. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a little anxious and on edge to get going, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. It's... Uh, I haven't actually played the course out here yet, but uh, the weather's going to be great, and um, I think it's going to have nice conditions to play. So the uh, final stage uh, kicks off this week, Tuesday, November 15th through the 18th, and uh, you've got a practice round going on there today? Yeah, I'm going to play um, today, morning in about an hour, and uh, then tomorrow, and then tournament starts Tuesday. You know, just try to get a feel for the course and everything. Uh, I have played the course years back when I was on the tour. Um, it's actually not the TPC course that they play the tour event on every year. It's called the Champions course, just adjacent to the TPC course. Uh, and I think it's it's um, maybe a little shorter, but apparently it's, uh, it's in really good shape. So I'm looking forward to it. There are um, 78 players playing in the field this week? Uh, it's all the, uh, the players that made it through the regionals and the exempt players that through other categories so it's a it's a really good field um but i'm trying to look at it as um you know it's it's a tournament um there's thirty thousand dollars for first place and other positions down the third you're paying down to the 30th position but uh i really want to think about it as a uh, tournament i want to you know do well and, and possibly win so um i'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself and what you know the you know um what it means to be in the, to get one of the top five spots or the next seven conditional spots, but uh, you know I've played a lot of these events and it's just um, you need a lot of patience and and um, you have to be really positive. It's a long week and everyone's under the same pressure, so you you, you just can't get too hard on yourself and just go out and uh, give it you know give it the best you got and uh, let the chips fall where they may. There's a lot of former tournament winner, tournament winners on the in the um, you know in this field, and except for the guys that are exempt, which is you know the top 30 and some other categories, it's probably the best you know the rest of the best 50 and older players in the world that are here. So uh, it is a strong field, but I know that you um, multiple medalist honors at your regional qualifying and the uh, Palm Course New World in Orlando, Florida. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, you know, I played played really well. I was leading going in the last day, uh, but the you know the objective was to be in the top 17, which uh, uh, I had some strokes to play with going in the last day. But it was still um, a really nerve-wracking week. You know, there's every shot uh, I fought, especially at the Palm Course in Disney, was uh, you really had to stay focused because there was um, um, there was a lot of trouble on both sides of the fairways and um so i i was really pleased with the way i played i, I went in with a, a mindset of really trying to do well and uh and i did i played well i played uh solid 
patient, made a lot of birdies, um, and I do have a lot of confidence um, coming out of that qualifier and coming here. So, because uh, it was a strong field, Florida normally has a, a really strong field of players, uh, guys that are you know living down in Florida year round. Um, so, yeah, I was happy about that, and uh, now I'm looking forward to hopefully doing the same here this week, Liza. Well, you've had fans from playing over the years, uh, PGA Tour, starting in 1989. That's right, yeah. It seems like so long <laughs> ago. I guess it is. I'm, you know, 51 now. Um, but it's been great. It's been a nice journey. And although I've probably been categorized as a journeyman all my years being on a tour, you know, I, I never dreamed I would play as many years as I did. In fact, you know, coming out of the University of Rhode Island, that haven't played football there and then switched over to golf and you know really probably didn't have any business trying to make it on the tour but I ended up getting out there and uh and really it was I wish I had played longer but um there was nothing it was there's nothing more enjoyable than playing golf for your living and uh it's really you know not having to have a real job but yeah I've had a a lot of good memories and a lot of the guys that are here now uh played on the tour when I was out there and you know we really have a uh, a second lease on our golfing career by having the opportunity to get on the champions tour and uh I'd love to do that play more golf uh, you know the, the three events I played this year were a lot of fun the uh senior PGA the senior British Open and the Toshiba um and the qualifiers that we get to go to you know there's a good group of guys that go out chasing you know, these qualifiers to get in each week on in the event. But it's a small, it's a kind of small fraternity out there on the Champions Tour. There's less players in the field, 78 players. And uh, although the, it's the you know, quality of play is great, uh, there's there's probably less players now trying as you get older. Uh, those guys kind of retiring and stuff. But uh, I'm happy to still be doing it. And uh, hopefully I can do it, uh, have to do it five or ten more years and then retire from the game. Well, I know the Champions Tour qualifying is harder than the PGA Tour qualifying tournament. Do you find that? Yeah, it definitely is. There's uh, there's only five fully exempt spots, and then there's like seven conditional, and then the next 18 guys are, ex- are exempt through the pre-qualifying. There's a pre-qualifying to get into the qualifying events each Monday. So there's several things at stake, but it is harder. Uh, there's certainly... Uh, with only five spots, there's, uh, there's a lot of guys going for those five spots. But, you know, there's only 78 players in the fields each week. Um, hopefully, they're talking about maybe increasing the increasing the number of spots for exempt status the next year or, or years uh, coming coming up. But uh, as of right now, it's five spots, and uh, I wish, wish it was more, but, you know, that's what it is. There are a lot, you know, there's, I think there's over 30 tournament winners, former tournament winners in this field this week. And so there's a lot of guys that don't have exempt status that are very capable of playing the tour. Um, and, I, and I also think uh, that there's some great stories that come out of the qualifying uh, school, uh, you know, like Dana Quigley from Rhode Island, who had a phenomenal career, has had a phenomenal career of the tour, Seek Champions Tour. I think he's won over fourteen, fifteen million dollars. And and um, Alan Doyle and and 
there's a lot of really good stories uh, of guys, you know, not fully exempt from their regulatory days uh, that qualify for the Champions Tour and go on and have a great career. And, you know, everybody, everyone loves Freddie Couples and Bernhard Langer and Nick Price and Tom Lane and those guys, but everyone kind of likes the underdog, too, the guy that comes out of nowhere and, and makes something of himself. And, and, and that's what's great. Uh, there's so many people in, you know, in this country and the world that would, uh, you know, guys as they turn 50 think about shooting for the uh, Champions Tour, trying to make it uh, when they turn 50, and, and to keep that uh, opportunity and dream alive by allowing, uh, you know, these disqualifying school is just is great. And uh, so that's what we're all here for, trying to uh, have our dreams come true, you know. As you were talking, I was thinking of um, Olin Brown. I know he had the family in the Rhode Island area. I played a lot with Olin when I first got on tour. Really respect Olin, and, and uh, he obviously had a, a really solid career on the uh, on the regular tour. I think he had, I don't know, two, three, four wins, and, and he went right out onto the Champions Tour and, and continued his great play with winning the U.S. Senior Open this year. But, yeah, he's a guy that I look up to who I really respect uh, and emulate. I'd love to be doing what he's doing. I've had some nice chats with him this year and some of the events I get into. Um, so, yeah, there's so many guys that I really, really like and respect on, that are still playing out there. These guys are all just true professionals that, um, you know, they're great role models. Uh, they obviously know really, you know, phenomenal players, too, still at this age. Because, you know, there's so many, you know, you can get, although golf isn't a real physical sport, you can just break down over the years and, you know, have your back, your shoulder, your wrist start bothering you. It's, it's tough to keep going. Um, but these guys are really great athletes, uh, good people. And uh, I think it's one, you know, of all, you know, I'm a little biased, but I think the um, Champions Tour really has so much to offer. Uh, and it's just so fun to come out and watch these guys. They're real true professionals and, you know, Hall of Famers. And uh, uh, I've loved the events I've played this year and hanging out with the guys. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that in years to come here. Yeah, um, they seem to be more competitive in a laid-back way. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the Champions Tour guys kind of get get what it takes to, you know, I mean, through through experience, through through playing the tour for so long, uh, they're wonderful in the pro-ams with, you know, uh, their amateur partners, they, they they go to all the functions and sponsors well and everybody and, and the fans. And and I think the, the regular tour kind of needs to remember that, the, you know, it's the fans and it's the sponsors that uh, are the lifeblood of the tour. And these guys are great players, but uh, we, we all got, have to give back to uh, the people that support and follow the tour. And um, I think that, I know, don't get me wrong, I, I think that, PGA Tour is incredible, and these guys are great athletes and great people. But, um, you know, in this economy, in this day and age, we all have to, uh, you know, we, we can't forget uh, where we came from and, and, and what what makes up, uh, what makes these, this, these tours run and tick. And uh, so um, the, the Champions Tour guys are really good with uh, – with the sponsors, with the players, uh, with the fans, and um, and I think they're great. It's great to go out and watch these guys, and uh, so hopefully I'll be out there playing with them and uh, having some fun, Liza. 
as we're on the subject, you've been around on the tour, playing on Nationwide Tour, PGA Tour for so many years now. What are some of the changes that you've noticed on the PGA Tour, aside from the fashion and, you know, the equipment changes? <laughs> well, um, I do think that there's more really good athletes that normally would have played, would have stayed away from golf, uh, that are now playing golf, um, because... Uh, they think it's pretty cool and it's, and it's fun and uh, and I, you know, when I was a kid, you know, some of my friends would kind of tease me about playing golf, but uh, you know, it's 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 such a hard game, it, it, but it's such a you know, it's a you know, it's a, it's a game that you can play all your life, uh, and people of all different skill levels play. Um, and uh, today, I'm a regular tour, these guys are, you know, these guys that can play basketball like Dustin Johnson and uh, uh, I can't remember the other kid's name out in Kansas, Woodland. I mean, these guys are phenomenal athletes, big, tall, strong, hitting in a long way. So the game, uh, you know, these uh, these guys can dominate a course uh, like uh they couldn't in the old days with the old equipment and the, uh, you know, the, the ball and everything. But still, overall, uh, I would say uh, players are still really, really, uh, uh, it's still a hard game. You have to be strong mentally and disciplined, and that, that's ultimately what it takes uh, after, the, after you've got by the physical part of it. And, um, so, yeah, I, you know, there's guys that think that it's, feel that the players are still the same or the players were, you know, there were so many great players in the old days like Lee Trevino and Gary Player and Johnny Miller and Tom Watson that accumulated a lot a lot of majors and there's not as many players that have won as many majors uh, today. Uh, so uh, it's it's a, it's an argument that can go either way, but I, I think uh, the players today are just as strong as they were in the old days, and, um, and it's only going to get better. This year uh, on PGA Tour was a different year with all the playoffs and so many different yeah. winners each week. And you actually played PGA Tour during the Tiger Woods era where he yeah. was dominating, dominating yeah. every week. So there's been a shift this year, which I don't. I know the players think it's great because everyone's making money, but the shift in the vibe of the PGA Tour with Tiger stepping back a little bit. Tell me, you know, having played in some tournaments with Tiger, how dominating it was. I think it was 99 at Doral. Oh. He was maybe second or third year out on a Sunday, and it was, it was the biggest crowd I ever played in front of, a uh, massive crowd. And he, uh, and I, I like Tiger. I, I think he's, I, I think he, you know, obviously has some issues now uh, with you know, personal stuff, but hopefully he can overcome that and uh, get back to where he was uh, as a dominant player. But he certainly did uh, accumulate all the majors during his time, so there wasn't as much. Uh, he wasn't. There wasn't a lot of other guys winning uh, as many majors um, as he, as you know, in the, as it was in the old days. But um, I, I think someone's going to you know start dominating again. I, I like this. Uh, Keegan Bradley, who I think has all the skills, uh, who I know pretty well, I think is a great kid, and he's a New Englander, uh, having as a rookie won a major this year, um, and another tournament, 
uh, I do think we're we're in in, in a in a cycle where uh, a lot of these young guys are going to start coming out and 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 um, winning and winning majors, and I think it'll be great for golf. And I hope Tiger can kind of get it going again as well because he's done so much for the game. And uh, you know, we all make mistakes, and hopefully people can give and forget uh, and uh, not forget, but just forgive and, and move on. And um, and he can be part of the game too. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think it's all it's all good on the PGA Tour and of course the Champions Tour and the Nationwide, which is producing all these young players. So I think the game's in a good place. Although I do think the economy's hurt hurt it a little bit in terms of sponsorship and everything. But when that turns around, uh, we'll have more and more people involved with the game and uh, and bigger fan base too. I think it's interesting the European tour how far that's come and I'm sure that you've noticed as well um, with Chubby Chandler I don't know what his management yeah. firm is yeah. uh, you know they've kind of um, kicked it up a notch which is exciting and makes it very worldwide and global yeah I do think the global I think it's it's become more global I am biased for the American golfers I do think we kind of uh, have laid the groundwork for all this worldwide play uh, I do think we should, you know, make sure our tour stays strong. I don't think we should consolidate uh, everything and make it one global tour. I think the PGA Tour has been uh, great for world golf, uh, and I think it's good to have all these different tours. And I certainly think this European group of players, the, the, these Northern Ireland guys, all you know, Clark and McIlroy and McDowell are all incredible players, and. Uh, Harrington, and uh, it's I think it's great for uh, golf overall too, professional golf, and um, having you know one continent you know playing another continent, and, and, and right now with the Presidents Cup, uh, the Australians are incredible golfers as well, and the Asian players are really coming on strong. So yeah, global golf is great and is really growing, and uh, I think it's good for golf overall. But I I, I do think we kind of and when this kind of saying, you know, the US, you know, the Europeans are dominant now, but uh, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's all cyclical, and I think we'll, you'll see some American golfers winning majors next year, and uh, it'll come back our way again. So, um, yeah, global golf is great, and um, I'm glad to see it, see uh, golf growing around the world. I just have one final kind of random question for you. Speaking of the Australian Open this weekend, and then the Presidents Cup coming up. Over the years, obviously, you've had caddies. I don't know who your caddy is now. But um, the whole issue with Steve Williams and should caddies speak up or, you know, he's been a little vocal lately the past year. What do you think about caddies speaking to the media after an event or whatever? Do you feel yeah. like it overshadows the players or, you know, what do you think about I that? Do. I don't think it's their place. Uh, I think they stuck a microphone in his face that day and obviously got some issues with Tiger. But I... And when I played, caddies kind of caddies are very, very important and instrumental to a player's career and how he does in tournaments. But you know, I think they should really—it's the player that's ultimately getting it done. And I think the caddies should stand behind their players, take a little a, a more low-key uh, position. And yeah, I like Steve Williams. I've known him since I used to play on the Asian tour back in the '80s, and I think he. He's a very, very good caddy, but I, I think maybe his emotions have gotten in his way a little bit. And he's, uh, but I think he needs to reel it in and just kind of uh, just 
abide by the old the golden rule rules of caddying. It's uh, it's show up, shut up, and put up. And uh, <laughs> if you do that, uh, and your player plays well, you'll you'll make a lot of money, and everybody will be happy because uh, it, ultimately it's the player that's is uh, making the putts and and hitting the drives and and playing golf. So uh, that's my feeling on that. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting, and I want to uh, wish you the best of luck this week at the final stage of the Champions Tour Qualifying Tournament, TPC Scottsdale Champions Course. And for all those who'd like to follow PA Torgan III and all the players, go to PGATour.com. You're listening to Goldie Bounce Golf Live on 95.9 WATD.